Welcome. It's the season finale for Sam Maggie Higley, season three. Both immediately post snap. Yes, as as one does. So I think we're going to get higher and higher energy as the episode goes on. But right now we're both at a sort of a chill, mellow space. Well, it also doesn't help the light bulb in the room that I recorded blew out a couple days ago. So I'm doing it in the darkness because the lamp makes a weird buzzing noise. Um, (laughs) You're welcome, listener. Um, But yeah, it's it's something that's got to get fixed. But it's helping to keep me in this mental headspace of just you know do you um do you still have to record with like a blanket over your head no i i I, instead i put pillows behind my computer um and wait until chris is done streaming because that usually works the best perfect so (laughs) yeah but um this is sam maggie hakeley i'm sam and i'm maggie and we hakeley and we watched a full season of it season three yes be specific uh and we uh we didn't hate season three as much as we hated season two. Yeah, so. that that is true, and it's numerically verified. Well, we'll get to that. Um, but this episode is just like we've done for both seasons one and two. Um, we're kind of just doing a wrap-up episode for season three. We're going to go back through the season, talk about um, you know how we thought about each episode, um, and also overall who got the most gold stars, what the best numbers of the season were, and what our overall rating is for the entire season. Wow. Um, That's a big yeah. one. And I, 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 my favorite part of these wrap-up episodes is choosing the best number, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more complicated than just saying, it's this one, because uh, you know, well, there's, we have categories yeah. and qualifiers. Yes, yes. and um, we, did, we did do a it's this one for season one because there, I guess, weren't as many or weren't as many good ones. I think um, it's probably that there weren't as many, like, good ones. Like, there was just yeah. more. And, I mean, Don't Rain on My Parade is so spectacular. So good. And looking yeah. back, like, the Christian Chenoweth songs, I think we should have given them a little bit more credit. But um, That's fair. I mean, fine. yeah, it's, I mean, it's Kristen Chenoweth, like... Yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, it she seems, doesn't It seems like us. cheating. She doesn't need us to give her more credit. She's doing right. just fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump right in here. Um, we're going to start off... The first episode of the season was The Purple Piano Project, which you'll remember is when Blaine joins them at McKinley, which is weird because it feels like he's been here forever. Um, uh, that's his like, mi- demon mind tricks. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. the premise of the episode is that Will somehow comes into ownership of a lot of pianos. He paints them purple and puts them all over McKinley to try to encourage um, the Glee members to break out into song in their everyday life so that they'll get more members Yeah, to, for new directions. Um, yeah, it it I think it's Sugar's dad who gives them the pianos on the condition no, that it's not Sugar's dad yet. I thought it was I thought he owned the piano store. But anyway, um no, yeah, he it's No, gets them from like a retirement community or something. 
I seriously don't think so, but I do like where your head is at. Um, but in our our podcast business, we we both gave a gold star to Blaine, of course, because like I said, this is when Blaine makes his triumphant return yeah. question mark well, to, it's the, to McKinley. It is definitely a triumphant entrance. Uh, he yes, does, uh, it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly like such a bop, uh, and yes. he does do the Carlton <laughs> dance, which is really the only thing I've ever wanted. So, well, right. the best part is he does it with cheerleaders as backup dancers. Yes. Um, so yeah, and that is that is also the number we both picked for the episode as our best number was. It's not unusual because, it's, like you're saying, it's, it's very definitely good. sort of a confusing thing though because it's like the cheerleaders just sort of know the dance and Blaine is like yes. surprised, but he just sort of goes with it. Like he's like, yeah, of course they know the dance. <laughs> yeah, and because then they set a piano on fire, which is actually just very exciting. But yeah, yeah. Um, we both gave the episode one slushy out of five. So. Start off the season on a good note. Can't say that about every season, and also <laughs> definitely not every episode, but that this one was pretty good. Um, so then, the next one was I Am Unicorn. Okay, so this is the one where Kurt realizes that he has to get his shit together to apply to Niata. He needs more extracurriculars, so he's running for president, senior class president, that is, um, and Brittany is running his campaign and wants him to embrace his unicornness, which is like a a thinly va- veiled like gay metaphor, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and like Brittany says something about being a bicorn. That's cute. Um, <laughs> then there, there's yeah. like some like very flamboyant posters that Kurt vetoes for a different kind of flamboyant poster. It's like a black and white recreation <laughs> of like a Judy Garland photo shoot. Yes. It's like, bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> These posters are too gay for you, you idiot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, the other thing that's going on too is that we have decided that uh, West Side Story is going to be the musical um and it's because Rachel has decided that she is going to be Maria to kind of to bolster Maria. her own bolster her own resume in order to get into Niata. Um but the main reason I bring that up is so first of all our gold stars um we gave them to the two titular characters of the plot line you were describing uh Brittany and Kurt. Um but our best number was both Something's Coming which is Blaine's audition number oh. for West Side Story. Man, but it's so good, isn't it? Like, yeah, just thinking about it, I got some, like, chills. <laughs> I was thinking about that point when he, like, raises his arms. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about the part where he, like, touches his hair. Oh, yeah. Well, he does that a lot. He does both of yeah. those things a lot. That's <laughs> sort of his thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a Blaine-heavy beginning of the season. And, like, Blaine is pretty featured for the most part at the beginning of the season because of... West Side Story and all the drama around that, but then he just sort of fades into the background and is sad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, fades in the background, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely like three more episodes near the end of the season that are all like, oh yeah. also, by the way, Blaine is sad, Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, but the second episode, we also both only gave one slushy. So then the third episode, Asian F, um, the mic, the Mike Chang episode. Uh, he yes. just he just wants to dance because it's yeah, what he's well, very good at. 
<laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other plot lines were because you gave your gold star to Mike, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wanted to give a gold star to Mike's mom, or at least a shout out. Um, yeah. But then I, I gave a gold star to Mercedes. Um, and I'm not entirely sure okay. why, but she deserves them. So, yeah, I don't know. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, the premise of Asian F is that Mike gets a B, which is an Asian F, and then mm-hmm. he is not. He's going to go to medical school instead of dance school, and then it all turns around when Tina uh, does a crime and impersonates him to get him into colleges. And his mom is like, I believe in you, Mike. We can do anything together. And Yeah, I think that's yeah. the full storyline. I think that all comes together after this. Because I think that happens in the first time, maybe, when they do West Side Story. Because I think yeah. his dad sees well, him in West Side Story and is, is this, like, But Go is this the episode where Mike has like the full-on hallucination? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this is that one uh, where he's like dancing and he like sees the people in the dance studio with him, like talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a point where he like goes to hug Tina and there's nothing there. So he's like hugging air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is definitely the beginning of like Mike sort of. Well, we already know Mike is in a lot of dream sequences. Right. Which can be explained like rationally uh, from like a. Uh, you know, considering the show's perspective, Mike's a great dancer. He's a really inter- like good, um, uh, like l- figurative language kind of guy. Yeah. And so he makes for really good dream sequences when he doesn't have to talk a whole bunch; just has to dance. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, and that's. But I like our version where he is a, a walker between these dreams. He, yeah. You know. Uh, and I have watched a few episodes of Freeform's Shadow Hunters, which Ooh. is based off of a series of like young adult novels that I have read. I don't know if you've read them, but I don't uh, think so. anyway, uh, Harry Shum Jr. does play a bisexual wizard named Mag- named Magnus Bane. Ooh, yeah. Uh, it sounds good. He, it sounds like you're endorsing this, so um, I will have to check it out. I mean, I definitely endorse Harry Shrum Jr. as a bisexual <laughs> wizard. I'm not really sure if I endo- endorse the show itself, um, sure. because like the rest of the characters are sort of insipid, and the plot line is... Um, it, I mean, I think it would make a lot less sense if I hadn't read the books, because they they do cover a lot all the time without gotcha. with like little world building. Um, but the the sets are nice, so okay, yeah. Um, the I, I'm guessing I pick Mercedes because the other our our best number we both picked Run the World Girls. Um, yes, you'll know the the feminist power anthem that uh, Brittany does to inspire all of the. Uh, girls at McKinley to vote for her for student class president. And by um, inspire all the girls at McKinley, you mean wears the very, um, very hot outfit and yes. inspires everyone to vote for her because she is just like the hottest person at McKinley. Right. But specifically, they do have the like, they they have like the weird assembly that's just for the girls of McKinley no, and it- Kurt. And then, like, he gets intermediated. Well, no, the guys are there. T- the men of McKinley are there as well. Like, okay. but all the girls definitely know all the words and choreography somehow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I gave that episode two slushies and you gave it one. So we're still pretty low. Um, 
let's talk about the fourth episode. It was Pot of Gold. Ooh, um, Rory's yeah. introduction. Yes. Um, so you'll remember Rory. He is a character who is in the show for the you entire I season. Don't. I don't remember him. <laughs> no. You'll remember. He's the one that smiles all the time and sings sad songs. Yeah, he's um, not worth the brain space. I, uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, cycle bend him. Funnily enough, it's it's called Pot of Gold, which means it's about Rory. But you and I both picked Bert as our gold star. Sure. Um, and we also picked Candyman as our best number because the Trouble Tones apparently got introduced, which is awesome. Is this like around the time when Blaine is like talking to Bert, being like, "You need to Te- teach Kurt about sex." No, it might no, be. I th- I think that's earlier. I think that's like significantly earlier before they're dating. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Which um would make for a much like chiller conversation when it's just like a, your close friend and your dad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not your boyfriend being like, "Can you teach um your son about <laughs> about sex, please? About sex so that he can be better at it with me, his boyfriend." <laughs> Hello. Um, but yeah, also along those lines, I gave this episode two slices and you gave it three. So, um, a little uptick there. I wonder why. It's because we were yeah, feeling great. Um, probably because the <laughs> the Glee project was a bad decision on every facet. Yeah. Yeah, also part of it too is that part of Rory's character is literally just like being a sycophant for Finn, which yeah. is such a strange choice. Like the show already does so much of that. You don't need to have a character who has one personality trait that is that. Like It also doesn't make sense that's that, that that's what he is. It's not like he like why would you worship Finn? Like I mean, I don't know. Is it because he's like an archetypal figure as this like football player because he's not a very good football player and he's not a very good singer and he's like not really admirable i don't understand um, yeah i mean yeah. rory rory does love america and if if i do have to say one thing i think finn does a pretty good job of encapsulating what america is really all about so um <laughs> anyway dude um yeah and listen whatever his name is uh something mcginty is that damien damien mcginty he's fine i suppose but we don't need more like young white men wearing plaid on this show (laughs) yeah we definitely what he is we need young young white men with dreads which we'll get later um i don't know if we need that either (laughs) so then we get the first time which is the episode where they did west side story um but also um i think Okay, so I gave my gold star to Shannon, and you gave your gold star to Blaine. Yeah. I think... Is this the episode... No, that was Never Been Kissed. That was last season. Yes. I don't know why Shannon is my gold star here. I'm sure she did something that worth that like was worth giving yeah. gold star to, but... I think this might be around the time when, like, Cooter is trying to seduce her. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. When, like, Artie is like, come into my office, and they go into the auditorium, oh. and Cooter's like, is this a movie theater? Oh, and now I really hate Cooter, so... Is this a, is this a movie theater? I'm gonna say some Mabelish shit, alright? No, not alright. Um, we both exactly. gave our goal... Or, sorry, we both gave our best number to America, of course, because oh. Santana leads it in Santana. West Side Story. 
I have um, to say yeah. that in retrospect, like first time is definitely one of the best episodes of the season. I don't know about how we rated it like slushy wise, but it's memorable. I remember how they like sort of they altered the way they sh- did the like a showing a musical on TV. They didn't just show it straight through. They showed us like numbers from like dress rehearsal and the actual show in correspondence with like plot points that really did they felt related um and i do love the like tenacity that blaine and rachel show like being like yeah Artie's right we do need to have sex it's true (laughs) otherwise we're we're not gonna be good performers and that is tantamount we need to be the best actors possible yeah i do really love as virgins, how are we supposed to go out there and <laughs> put on the show? Um, Tone yeah, down I, the blush, Blaine. Tone down <laughs> the blush. <laughs> You're right. Um, we both gave it one slush out of five. I think this is one of the best episodes, especially just like you were saying, for the fact that Glee figured out that we don't need the like Rocky Horror setup they did last season, where mm-hmm. it's effectively just that show with like some extra garbage plot around it. Um, instead, we got like an actual plot, and then there was some West Side Story like sprinkled in, which is nice. Um, yeah, uh, this is also I think where Sebastian got introduced because we had a note that uh, our second place best number was Uptown Girl, so okay. that's fun. Um- <laughs> yeah, the the weasel. Um, what the only thing I'd have to say about Sebastian's numbers overall, as like a summary, is that they sound kind of like fake like yeah a little over machined uh i'm not sure why grant gustin probably has a fine voice i don't know i think part of it is just that everything around sebastian just feels super fake like (laughs) he looks fake he acts fake like i mean grant gustin does a very good job i'm saying the sebastian the character is just like like you're saying he's a weasel so like i don't (laughs) trust him um but yeah, so next episode was Mash Off. Um, you'll remember this is the episode where they played dodgeball. Oh, I did not remember it at all. Um, <laughs> but dodgeball does get described as modern day stoning. Uh, and they needed to play dodgeball at some point in the season because all of the promotional promotional material for season three, including all of the singles, had dodgeballs in them. Like, Yep. It's like yep. a hand palming a dodgeball to make the L for Glee, which is disgusting. Weird. I don't know why they did that, um, because it's just this one little scene that is honestly not very good, because uh, Kurt really sours it. <laughs> yeah, also, well, I mean, they, they make Santana, like, aggressively bully someone, which yeah. is also just not, it's I... not in character, and it doesn't feel great. But. Yeah, I honestly hate it whenever Santana's, like, whenever, like, fighting happens, Santana's very much about, like, posturing, being like, I'm yeah. from Lima Heights, you don't want to touch me, I have razor blades in my hair, don't get close to me. Like, it's always about, like, not actually fighting and just sort of mouthing off, which I can yeah. get down with. But, like, making Santana, like, visibly aggressive and, like, quote-unquote hurting somebody throwing a dodgeball at rory until he bleeds yeah well that's Um, yeah it's it's like it's not good optics for the show definitely as like Mm -hmm. the only one like 
one of the prominent wo- uh, women of color. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it definitely comes to race problems there, yeah. Right? Like, it's not great. <laughs> no, because, I mean, I don't think Santana gets described as a firecracker in this episode, but, like... But, yeah. It, yep. Um. But, yeah, we both gave gold stars to Santana, and the bigger thing, too, is you'll remember, this is the episode where Finn outs Santana... And a political rival of Sue, because that's a plotline we're not talking about, airs um, <laughs> uh, her her sexuality sexuality in an ad. Um, and so we both picked Rumor Has It slash Someone Like You as our God, favorite song of the episode. That number um, is so amazing. Yes. It I really is. Yes. Um, um, yeah. It's... Ugh. A better part. A, like a... The song itself is so great. And then Santana hits Finn, which I yes. get. We were just talking about how <laughs> her being like visibly aggressive isn't the best thing that the show could do. But Finn does need to be hit in the face. So <laughs> yes, what, well, are, what are we supposed to do there? We're in a catch-22. Um, I don't know. We can explain our way out. It makes more sense there because Finn has actually ruined Santana's life. Whereas like... The other one was unnecessary. Rory did nothing. Like, and Finn never gets his comeuppance here. We he no. never like admits that uh, that what he did was wrong. That like yelling that she w- was gay across the hallway was never like he never admits that he did something bad. He never says sorry. So him getting hit is good. Yes. Um. Yeah. I gave it one and a half slash. You gave it two. I think. I. I mean. This is a good episode in the sense that it raises some good issues, but like you're saying, the f- Finn is such a garbage human, and he's such a garbage pile. And yeah, uh, another another thing is that what he yells across the hallway is he's like, "You're out because you're worried that like Brittany doesn't actually love you." Like that's what, which is really he, awful. Yeah, yeah, it's not just outing her; it is like. I don't know, like playing on anxious fear about yeah. Brit- about like Britney's true loyalties, which we know is untrue anyway. Like he's yeah. he's just the biggest pile of stinky, stinky garbage, and I hate him a lot. <laughs> well, well, hold on to that for a second, because the next episode was I kissed a girl, mm-hmm. where they did quote Lady Week, where oh, all God. of the men on the show, sang Dang. songs yes. that were by women originally. Let's call um, it Mansplain Week. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. What, the episode opens with like them addressing the slap on NBC. Yeah. Um, with, uh, <laughs> with Finn being like, oh yeah, Santana didn't hit me. That didn't happen. Because he's like, oh, I, I am a martyr. I will fall on my sword for the gay lesbian. Like, here I am. Uh, yeah. To, to, to not say that, that she, di- she didn't hit me because she, I can teach her the error of her ways. Yeah. Fuck And you. not even fucking apologize. Like, it was like the perfect... Anyway. Um, yeah, we both picked Santana again because of course we did. Yeah. Um, and this was the first week... For the for for the full three third season, this is the first week that we disagreed um, mm-hmm. on what the best number was. You gave it to Constant Craving, which is the finale number, 
Um, and I gave it to I Kissed a Girl, which is the only song besides Constant Craving um, that was sung by actual women in the episode as yes. opposed to men. So uh, The reason why I didn't pick I Kissed a Girl is that it is absolutely so queer baity the way yes. they like frame it because like all the girls are just like kind of prancing around and like flirting with each other and it's too like it's it's what i want and the show refuses to do it so like fuck you honestly yeah we both gave it three slushies out of five and honestly looking back probably should have been higher because this is garbage like glee is stupid i hate it um uh when did the yeah. trouble tones form i'm just now thinking about that it was definitely this season right yeah no they formed in episode four i'm pretty sure because we both picked Candyman as the best number and as i recall that is the like inaugural performance of the trouble tones okay yep yep because yeah so they're still going on now and like even in the middle of this episode like the trouble tones are still a thing um it's just the new directions because finn is yeah they, so important to the story he invites them to all join them for the week or whatever yeah they, they came together for mansplain week i yeah. i remember yep um <sighs> but then next week is hold on to 16 which is sectionals um so you'll remember that uh this is the one where new directions and trouble tones had to compete against each other yep um and the New Directions, well, specifically Will and Finn, um, were really shitty when Shelby and Santana offered to let anyone from the New Directions join the Trouble Tones if the Trouble Tones won. That's, that's really rude of you. <laughs> and that's, then, How dare you? And then immediately poached them right after the competition was over. So, um, I just don't yeah. understand why Glee sets itself up to like look like such a fucking fool like not the characters <laughs> inside of it the show like i don't understand why they seem to knowingly set up these parameters about like like something that would be unacceptable within the universe and then do it right away like I, why <laughs> i don't know it's no lazy one's making them you know <laughs> no one's making finn put up a stink other than the writers who are like knowledge like no they know how the end of the episode is gonna go yeah um yeah i gave my gold star to tina you gave yours to quinn i'm pretty sure that's because they were both pretty important leads for um new directions in their jackson medley yes the um, jackson yeah. five med the it, it's the michael jackson medley which is pretty well, good i remember um like yeah there's uh what's the one uh, Quinn they do does, like the intro, like this is yes. a song about control. Yeah, so so the first Janet one was Jackson, ABC, right? which is the Jackson Five, and then the second one was Control, which is Janet Jackson, and then they did mm-hmm. Man in the Mirror, which is Michael Jackson. So yeah, yeah, like a whole smorgasbord of Jackson numbers when they didn't have any black people in their group. I I still think the performance was pretty good. Um, I still think it was too, but I like. Yeah. Luckily, we got to. I, I, I mean, maybe they even planned this out, which is props to Glee if they did. But, like, a couple episodes later, we do have the Michael Jackson tribute. So we got to kind of correct this a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I still really like Tina's performance of ABC. I think that opening to Control is very good. Very well done by Quinn. So, um, but we did both pick Survivor slash I Will Survive for our best number because... Because the Trouble Tones were transcendent. 
Yes. Obviously. And the fact that they did not win is a Still reason to stop watching yeah. the show. It's yes. a reason to stop watching. Straight up. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so then we both gave it one slushy out of five. So even though they lost, I guess we still thought it was uh, still a well done episode. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 there's like more conclusion around Mike and his parents because um, yep. Mike's dad sees hit, like Tina and Mike perform. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the beginning of this episode, uh, Tina brings like a DVD of West Side Story to Mike's dad's office. Um, and like is like please come to sectionals watch us perform and we have like some resolution to that storyline because Mike's dad like comes up to him and is like you're right son you need to follow your dream yes <laughs> yeah it I mean it's fine <sighs> um so I mean it's good I think it was a good episode I think the trouble tones is still a travesty but we'll talk more about that later um the next episode, of course, was the Christmas episode, Extraordinary Merry Christmas. Um, Best the- Glee Christmas episode straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Uh, there I, I, is, ag- I agree. There's yes. a Christmas special within this Christmas special. Yes. Which is great. Uh, it, it, I guess it's the second Christmas special we've seen after the Grinch um, Sue cosplay. Well, yeah, because there's that. Is that the one where Rachel and Finn go to the tree yard to buy a new tree because Sue ruined their old one or something? Yes, uh, and they they Rachel has just broken up and they oh, go to the right. tree yard and Rachel sings. Uh, I want to say it's like Last Christmas or something like at yes. Finn. Um, yes, like yes. as she creepily stares at him through like trees. Yes, because I, I remember now, because Finn is a Christmas tree expert. Um, Yeah, so this is the second one, and it's infinitely better than that one, because it, it doesn't have Finchel garbage. Um, uh, it I gave does, my... but, like, peripherally. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. No, because they did the thing with the Charlie Brown Christmas, where Rachel is <laughs> Susie, yes. and she doesn't. She wants stuff, but, like, <laughs> All I want she's is my Jewish. <laughs> she's Jewish, though. Like, she's anyway. Jewish. Anyway, um, I do want to say time, oh, yeah. the only time they like acknowledge her Judaism is at the very end of the episode in like a probably improv line from Leah Michelle when they're ringing bells and she says, happy Hanukkah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking yeah, because man. Well, yeah, I want to I want to write a wrong here today. I was very hard on this episode. Um, In retrospect, honestly. You gave this episode zero out of five slushies. I gave it two. I also gave it a five rating on like terms of how well this fits in the actual Glee. Damn. Um, but I'm giving it a retrospective change. I'm going to give it a zero. Like If we ever return to Glee Christmas episodes, this is easily better than season two. And it's very entertaining. Like yeah. It's silly it and it's dumb. I don't know what was up my butt that day. but Just like, remember the Swiss chalet. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, uh you gave your best number to Let It Snow and I gave my best number to All I Want for Christmas is You. Um and then uh you gave your gold star, you split it in half, half to Rachel, half to Kurt, and I gave mine to Sue. Um because she was doing something good and like working at like a soup kitchen or something. That is so. the first gold star like niblet we have given to Rachel Berry this season. Yes. Yes. That is like a shame because it, similarly, in retrospect, I love Rachel so much. It's just 
episode by episode, she's so terrible to people and like <laughs> like rude and annoying <laughs> that I'm blinded to how amazing she is. Okay, yeah, I I guess you can go that direction. I think that's part of it is that like especially for the first half of the season, Rachel is awful. Like she's <laughs> she's mean to everyone. She's intentionally backstabby to Kurt because he's yeah. also trying to get into Niata, but she's like tries to steal all of the stuff he's doing. Like man. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so then the next episode, we got back to quote regularly um it was yes slash no and it's the episode where will proposes to emma which as a note this is one of the first i think this might be the first episode of season three that had like a really will centric plot line um and it sucked yikes yeah it's bad um there is like the synchronized swimming number oh my god yeah we both picked we found love for our best number it's so good like (laughs) what's the rest of the episode like what is the other yes slash no quandaries other than wemma i don't remember because it's like a theme right (laughs) oh no well but the thing is it's like i will is like i need to propose to emma but i don't know how best to do it and i'm gonna do it with a number so then the boys give him a number and then the girls give him a number and then yeah, yeah i i think if there was another plot it like i can't remember it that it well. hasn't stuck with us that's true yeah. um yeah the what i would say about this is that uh, in the first Will-centric plotline of the whole season, he's still a shithead. Like, <laughs> yes. he is minimizing of Emma's, like, problems. And it's just like, what if you never get better? Do I really want to marry you if you have a mental illness? Like, that is basically his Yeah, his well, because I think he talks to her parents again, which is not great. Don't um, talk to the white supremacist, Will. Don't yeah. do it. Cut them out of your life, you idiot. Yeah, I, I gave my gold star to Sue. You gave your gold star to Emma. Um, and we did have a guest that episode who was Becca. And uh, she gave her uh, gold star to Santana. Best number, first time I ever, first time ever I saw your face, which is the girl's number. And then three out of five slushies. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah. the first time ever I saw your face, they all have like flashbacks. Yes. To, and um, Britanna has a has a moment in the, they do. In the spotlight. Um, yeah. And like the... I think it's Tina and Mike like roll around on some grass oh. in a park. Yes. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yep. It was very good. Um, but the episode was really bad, which we all pointed out. You also had an honorable mention for um, Wedding Bell Blues because yeah. I, I don't know. You love that song. I don't know what it was, but uh, in I that remember episode, what it really was. It was it. that um, I just really like um, what's her face? Uh, Gemma whatever her last name is the actress who plays emma i'm just oh, I'm, yeah. I'm into whenever she sings um yeah and the one problem i really had with wedding bell blues was that they rhymed will with will right yes i remember that oh silly um but yeah so that was n- the worst episode of the season at least so far for both of us um so then we got to the Michael Jackson tribute, which is just simply titled Michael. Uh, Gold Star, I pick Santana. You pick Sebastian, the weasel. Yes, because um, I thought he played a very good villain. 
Yeah, because you'll remember what happens in this episode. They, quote, take it to the streets and do a, <laughs> do a bad sing-off with, like, the oh my the warblers. And then Blaine gets blinded with a rock salt slushy. Um, <laughs> Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Uh, the, like, that moment where they're trying to figure out what to do because the warblers have... Like stolen their Michael Jackson idea for yes <laughs> for I guess it's regionals at this point yeah um, and like Blaine like looks at Santana they share a look and he's just like guess we're gonna have to take it to the streets like, <laughs> what are you talking about what does that even mean and then we flash to like them in a parking garage and they're yes. wearing like hooded leather jackets on top of their normal people clothes because they're trying to look hard or whatever yes. and it's just the best thing i've ever seen yes um also the the episode was packed full of good music of course because it was michael jackson um i picked smooth criminal which was the santana and sebastian duet with the two cellos guys yes when she taped the recording device to her under boob like yes. an international spy <laughs> Um, and then you pick Scream, which is the replica recreation of the music video using Artie and Mike. Um, and yeah. Artie is out of his wheelchair, and they're wearing the like they're wearing the outfit. It's in black and white, and there is yes. some eyeliner. So and, yeah, I chose it because Mike is in eyeliner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, never apologize. Um, but yeah, and then uh, I also gave a shout out to Never Can Say Goodbye, which was Quinn's like solo song where she kind of like yes. says goodbye to all the men in her life, which is... Except she still interacts with them plenty yeah. for the rest of the season because she is what inspires Puck to change oh. his life with, with a very a quick kiss. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, that's the thing. We had high hopes for Quinn's plot, like, storylines to be done around this point, and they just weren't. Um, But we did both... I mean, that's so much of Quinn's stuff. It's like, it seems like they're trying to wrap shit up with her all the time. (laughs) They're like, we need to stop with this. And then a writer's just like, no, I'm going to use Quinn as my, like, scapegoat for text shit. And people are like, what? Why? (laughs) Why? Why Why are you going to um, uh, cripple this person? I don't yeah. understand. Um, yeah. yeah, the Michael episode is good. And it, the one problem I have with all of the tribute episodes, like as a genre, pretty much, is that it just reeks of trying to repackage these already Fox-owned properties to mm-hmm. sell them off as a big album. <laughs> Yep. I mean, to be fair, I think that's actually true of a whole lot of things when it comes to Glee. Because, like, I wouldn't put it past them, like, does Fox own Rocky the rights to Rocky Horror and, like, even West Side Story? Like, is that a thing? Because I wouldn't put it past them. Um, But, yeah. Uh, We did give that episode half a slushy each. So, I think that might be the lowest so far of the season for both of us. The Christmas episode and your like right. retrospective change, right? Which yeah. I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> but That's yeah, fine. So then we got to maybe my favorite episode of the season, the Spanish teacher, which is <laughs> where we find out that Will doesn't know Spanish and has been bullshitting his way through his entire job. Yeah, and Ricky Martin is on the show. 
Yes, of course. Um, I gave my gold star to Santana, and you gave your gold star half to Mercedes and half to Santana. Um, and the best numbers, La Isla Bonita and Sexy and I Know It, which both did have Ricky Martin as one of the main singers. Um, and then uh, I gave it no slushies, and you gave it one slushie because... We're, yeah. yeah. And we're really in the heat of like the Sam Sadie's shit around this time yeah. uh, because this is the episode where um emma emma's advice to them is just like just don't talk to each other just stop yes. talking to each other for a week <laughs> and then see where you're at um which is a very interesting counseling technique uh yep. to you know encourage less communication but whatever uh and uh that i gave the half star to mercedes because she sings like a like a spanish language spanish language like love ballad to sam that is really good i remember us both like talking about how amber riley like really pulls off the yeah Yeah. she murdered that song it's funny it's funny because, like, the shitty Will thing is that, like, he's trying to get his kids speaking Spanish, quote, by the end of the week using music. Um, and, like, the funny thing is Mercedes maybe could because she she sings that song so well. Like, like and yeah. obviously I'm not I'm not saying that's true in the show. I'm, I'm not saying someone can just learn Spanish by learning a single Spanish song. <laughs> but, like, the way that I, I just feel like Amber Riley's performance was that good. So, yeah, it is really yeah. good. Um. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's sort of hard to believe that this is the teacher of the year, teacher of the year, golden <laughs> well, he, apple winner. He brought it all back when he uh, helped them win nationals, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, the episode does end on like probably it, it. The story concludes in the best way Glee could have done it, I think. Um, in that, Will abdicates his position as Spanish teacher and gives it to Ricky Martin. Yes. Uh, even though we never see Ricky Martin again. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. But it, this is another one of those episodes where Glee has noticed that it has a problem and then like seems self-aware for a moment. A, a brief moment, self-awareness happens and then poof, it's gone. Yeah, see, that is that is part of the thing about it that is really problematic, is that what this shows is that Glee knows what it's doing is wrong and still continues to do it. And um, not, even like, not even morally wrong. Like, the premise that Will is, like, an incomprehensible asshole who has been, like, lying <laughs> his way through his whole career is an interesting premise to follow, but then they, like... So they acknowledge it for an episode, and then they're like, oh, no, that's done now. Now he's back to being the inspiring, like, dream machine. And it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Glee! Yeah. Um, yeah, so then to kind of bring bring us up a little bit, the next episode was Heart, which is the yeah. Valentine's Day episode of the year. Um, yes! We had some special guests again. It was Chris and Devin. Um, and uh, as a note, for the future... Um, my hope is that season four will have more guests and maybe some people that uh, got talked over a lot in an episode that will go unnamed. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, I gave my gold star to Quinn. You gave your gold star half to Hiram and half to Leroy, the uh, the, the daddies. Yeah. The daddy and- berries. My God. <laughs> if I'm the bottom, you're the top. Yep. 
Um, and then I gave my best number to L-O-V-E, which is the Mike and Tina duet. Uh, and you gave your best number to Love Shack, which is the big finale number at a party. Um, as a note, both... Uh, well, Chris gave his best number to I Will Always Love You, and Devin gave Bear their best number two, Love Shack as well. Um, yeah, because um, those are the best songs. Yeah. Devin is right. Love Shack is the best one. Um, yeah, this is uh, probably the best Finchel like plot of all the se- of like the whole season because they have like we get to see Rachel Berry's like nightly routine, oh, which yes. is amazing. And uh the parents, the Hudson Hummels and the Berries have like conspired together to yes. try to convince Rachel and Finn to call off their engagement by like being too supportive. Like that's their- right. Yes, they're doing like reverse psychology. It's very good. Um, mostly because I think Leroy is the one who came up with that, and Hiram is very unhappy with him for it at the end of the episode. Like, I, Hiram is just like, you think that's going to work, huh? And, <laughs> yeah. and Leroy sort of does like the Jeff Goldblum kind of like finger waggles, and he's like, it's going to work. it's not not going to work um however there is like some like serious red flags from both finn and rachel during the fight that they have where like rachel like throws a hairbrush at him and he calls her crazy so their relationship is garbage (laughs) yes and like that's part of it is like i do like that they did this um a little bit but one of the things that is again bizarre my favorite word to describe glee most of the time is that the fight they have just gets resolved immediately with no screen time yeah like showing us anything the screen resolution which is because the writers aren't adequate enough to write one um and it's just sort of irresponsible to like put this teen relationship what that is so destructive for both people in it on this pedestal of like being this like unending love because it's not that like it's not and the show yeah it's it's, not end game also so um putting this like really destructive love on a pedestal and then not showing us how like they resolve like a pretty serious fight is just yeah, like it's not good storytelling for one. And when you consider their uh, their view, like audience of like young teenagers, it's not really teaching good like relationship habits, is it, Glee? No, and I, I'm not trying to like help Glee on this one, but mm. to be fair, a lot of teenage related media has this problem where like characters are in relationships that are like questionable at best but they're stupid teenagers so they think that they're in love and like are going to be with that person forever this one is super obvious which again like glee should do better or at least that's part of it it just feels mixed like it's it's a tonally mixed bag also Mm -hmm. one of the best ways to describe glee where you're like (laughs) is this supposed to be a joke or is this supposed to be real I don't know anymore. Is this supposed to be a joke? Or are we supposed to support these two teens who keep, like, being shitty to each other and then just saying they love each other? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I I gave it one and a half slushies. You gave it three and a half. Uh, Chris gave it... If I can... 
There we go. Uh, three out of five, and Devin also gave it three out of five. Um, and just as a note, uh, Chris gave his gold star to Santana, and Devin gave their gold star to Santana and Kurt. Uh, split halvesies. So yeah. Um, and my one uh, in retrospect about the episode heart. Not enough gay stuff. Sorry. <laughs> never, no. never enough. Well, is this the one where Santana has the thing where like? Figgins calls her into the office and is like, there's been too much kissing. And yes. then she's like, and she's like, what about the event that happened yesterday at 11.45 p- or 11.45 a.m.? Yes. And then it shows us the like really gratuitous scene of Finn and Rachel like yeah, mouths agape. Brit- Britannia shared like a peck. And then, yes. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Finn and Rachel kind of swallow each other whole, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> This is also the episode where we meet Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yep. the God Squad is doing, like, jukebox. Valentine's. Valentine's. Yep. Um, for people. And uh, he has to pray about whether he can do oh, a song for Britanna, which he does He he does one. Like, it's never really an issue. He's just like, I have to pray on it. And the next time we see him, he's performing for them. And he's like, I knew that love is love. And, <laughs> and yeah. that I should I should sing this song for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Joe's introduction is pretty good. Uh, there's like a, mo- like a moment um, when he's in the God Squad and he's taking his sandals off and he's like explaining who he is and about how his dad's a Bible salesman or whatever. Yep. And we get like a zoom in on some of his tattoos and, th- and there's like a whisper that's like, Teen Jesus. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very good oh my god what if we what if we took the show at face value here what if joe is the reincarnation of jesus (laughs) then i mean it makes about as much sense as anything else that actually happens on this show has made it possible for quinn to walk now hear me out that is a very good point oh my god hands on quinn and she walked Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> oh. But the Maggie, the problem is the person who walked on water earlier this season is Will. Was was Will? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking tuxedo. Oh, oh my, my god. Yeah. I I want to hold on to that Joe is actually Jesus thing cuz it might be important later. Um but next episode was On My Way, which was the f- I, I, I'd say the first time that Glee tackled a very serious topic. Um, it's the episode where Dave Karofsky, um attempts suicide. Yeah. Uh, and it's very... The thing is, we both gave it half a slushy out of five because at the end of the day, Glee doesn't do the worst job at this, which is yeah, good. It, they, they definitely don't... They could have done a lot worse. Yes. But I think, if I recall correctly, at the end of that episode, we were both like, we don't know if Glee should have done this still. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially because, (laughs) like, all... It's it's the regionals episode as well. And, like, regionals theme, coincidentally, is, like, inspirational songs, which is... Like, it feels so weird because... So, I gave my best number to Cough Syrup, which you were like, is a good performance, but seems inappropriate and then you gave your best number to what doesn't kill you stronger which is the treble tones number which i said is a very good performance but um but seems in, inappropriate inappropriate <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah um it's just it 
at in some ways like their social commentary here is like surgical and precise but in other ways it's really not like there's like suicide jokes at the beginning of the episode where it's like why why'd you do that and at the same time in the grander like context I'm not sure if like we really needed this kind of redemptive arc for Dave Karofsky um yeah it's the, just, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it is important to, like, illustrate how there's, like, systematic, like, repression of, uh, of like, LGBT people in general mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But prese- they present Karofsky as sort of this, like, tragic hero in a way that is, like, not good for suicide prevention. Yeah, the the yeah. reason I remember, so just to clarify, you gave your gold star half Mercedes, half to Dave Krosky, and I gave my gold star to Kurt. The reason that I remember this a little more fondly is that I felt like it was more of a redemptive arc for Kurt, um, yeah. in the sense that there's a lot there's a lot of setup for the idea that like when this type of thing happens, it's someone's fault. And a lot of times when it's a queer person, a lot of other queer people feel guilt for the fact that, yeah. like, you know... They didn't support them enough. Right. Yeah. Which, Kurt, like, in this... there, There is that scene in the hospital where Kurt and Dave have that moment where it's like, hey, it's seriously not your fault, Kurt. And, like, it's great that you're still very supportive, but you don't have to be. Like, it's not your job. And... It's awesome that you're still here, but you shouldn't feel guilty about anything. So, I don't know. Yeah, I like that uh, part, l- so. I remember that, too. But do you remember, like, the timeline fuckery of, like... Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, in the middle of sectionals when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Uh, like... So, like, how? I, uh, I, uh, um, that's yeah. it, though. That's the That's the suicide episode. Yeah, so then we did Big Brother, which is where we are introduced to Cooper Anderson, Blaine's yes. older brother. This is the second episode in a row where Blaine sings angstily on stage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> which um, is sort of my aesthetic in general. Um, yep. Yep. I love Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Cooper Anderson, played by Matt Bomer. Is that how you. I think is so. Bomer or Bomber? I think it's Bomer. Bomer. Um, and I think it's great casting for one. The Rio mashup number that they, the um, Duran Duran mashup number that they do is Fire. pretty spectacular. Yes. Yes, it <laughs> and is. I just love it. Uh, like, Glee really needs to embrace kind of the wackiness. Like, they. That's when I think they do the best is when they're just kind of like embrace the wacky and in- introduce a a random character who's only going to be there for an episode who is like the flow of that universe, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm about it. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. I think, yeah. In uh, So you gave it half a slushie. I gave it two out of five slushies. I think part of it for me, like your best number was fighter. Mine was the Rio mm-hmm. slash Hunger the Wolf. Um, I... I don't remember why I disliked this episode, um, but maybe it's because good. Angst, it's... like Blaine was just being angsty for again. like the third week in a row. <laughs> like, which I mean, yeah, you got your eye ruined by a slushy, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, and then you gave your gold star half to Blaine, half to Cooper, um, as is fair for the siblings, and I gave mine to Santana. Um, 
for some reason. She must have had some kind of plot here, but I don't remember what I, it was. I, maybe she said like her catchphrase about Cooper <laughs> Wanky. or something. Yes. I don't know. Um, but really, like, come on. Cooper Anderson deserves the gold star for that episode. <laughs> That, I mean, like his, maybe. his master class is it's transcendent. So <laughs> uh, although I do, I, I think it is important that we do again point out that like Glee makes a joke about how, like, the, I don't even know if it's a joke so much, but they use a script from like a CSI type show. Yeah. Um, and then the, yes. the murdered person is a man who's wearing a dress. And like that whole thing is just like, why bother? Like, just don't yeah, even. Like- why bother to have the joke about massive transphobia? Like, why? Are you commenting on, like, crime shows? Because it's not very well done. And, like, um, your audience yeah. doesn't give a shit. Like, in, in, you you would imagine they're teenagers, right? Are they watching CSI? Probably not. Like, I... Yeah. The, the one good part of that scene is that Blaine like refuses to yes yes <laughs> to do the transphobia because he's like I don't like Kurt why Kurt Cooper why can't you just support me and right Cooper's like you know what I thought that was a lot of intensity but I couldn't tell uh, if you were directing it at me because you weren't pointing <laughs> uh, yeah and I I want to commend Glee on one thing. The, like, Cooper's origin story as, like, a credit score yes. uh, dot com, like, mascot is, like, very on the pulse for that time. Uh, yes. Because I feel like there were, those kind of commercials were fucking everywhere. So, yeah. No, I agree. I good again, on you. I think Glee has a very, like, as much as we, like, poop on it here, um, I think mm-hmm. it does have actually, like, a pretty good finger on the pulse for getting like a lot of cultural references in. I don't think they're necessarily good and I don't think they necessarily yeah. do a good job, but they do add them a lot. So maybe they only seem like they're at the right time because we're seeing it in the like from in the, the future. Far future. You know? <laughs> like yeah. maybe at the time like a glee reference was just like, wow, you know, that happened like six months ago, Glee, where the fuck were you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, I don't know. Well let's We'll keep an eye out for that as we go forward. But uh, the next episode, I'm already. I'm going to call this. This is probably the best episode of the season. Saturday Night Gleaver. Um, yes, bitch. <laughs> the yes. disco episode. Um, Saturday we get in- Night Gleaver. We get introduced to to Unique um, in this episode. I I gave Unique a star. You gave Mercedes a star. Um, the numbers are all really good. I picked Disco Inferno. You picked You Should Be Dancing. We both gave it zero out of five slushies. Man, we are. Just big disco heads, yeah? It's true, but uh, consider this. Disco is the gayest genre of music. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, And, um, yeah, I I feel no shame for being a disco head. Yeah. Um, Then the next one was Dance With Somebody, which is the... uh, Whitney Houston. Yep. Um, we that both picked. Episode. We both picked Blaine for Gold Star. <clears throat> um, I picked. I want to dance with somebody, and you picked. So emotional for our best numbers, um, and I gave it three, and you gave it two. Um, I made a note that this is an episode where we discovered a newfound love for Joe. Um, yes, it is um, because we're really both warming up to him. Uh, I guess maybe this is how they like convert teenagers to Christianity, right? Is they just yes. have like a cool. <laughs> 
like sort of like sort of hot guy being like yeah you know i just uh i just love jesus i just love jesus i feel really connected to god (laughs) (laughs) yep yep um yeah uh you were really upset about the tempos Yes, <laughs> the and the Houston tempos, but I don't know if we can really talk about it <laughs> any more than we have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I will say, I'm still glad they did it. I just wish they had thought about it, but it's fine. Um, the next episode was choke. Oh, and oh, uh, Kurt had like the semi text affair. Oh with my god, Chandler. yes. That's Which... why we gave the gold star to Blaine. Is because he's like a scorned, a scorned lover. Like he's like very upset. <laughs> it's not right, Maggie, but it's okay. But um... it's okay. Uh, do they? God, two episodes in a row when he uh, does the. <laughs> well, the, talk that was singing. that was two episodes ago because it was the Big oh, Brother with, that he did fighter. Brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did have the disco one in the middle, but still, like. But still, it's just so great. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is. Do they have their, like, couples counseling session with Emma? I think so. The... No, they do. In this episode. They they have it yeah. with Emma. And she... <laughs> are, are you even certified to do couples counseling? Well, I helped well, Sam and Mercedes. I, I counseled Sam and Mercedes. They broke up. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they And there's that very touching, like, clean scene where they confess their love to each other and... Yeah. We've, and then, we, Blaine's going to be in New York every weekend. <laughs> yeah. And then they have this conversation again in a couple weeks. So, um, Why yeah. Not? Let's have it. Let's have it again. It went, it went over well the first time. <laughs> the the <laughs> gay people eat it up. Um, but yeah. So then uh, the next episode was Choke, which is the one that has the Niata auditions as well as the yes. domestic abuse storyline. Um, yes. I gave my gold star to Kurt. You gave half to Rachel, half to Kurt. We both picked Not the Boy Next Door, which is Kurt's audition number. Um, and I gave it five slushies, and you gave it four, because Glee shouldn't have touched it. So Yeah, can we take a look back at Kurt's audition for a second? Because oh my we God. now know that he didn't get into Niata. Bullshit. Right? And Carmen Thibodeau is like so impressed about yeah. how good he did. So what the fuck happened? I mean, did he not have enough extracurriculars on his transcript? Like, I don't know at this he point. He was Officer Krupke. Yeah. He's a he's a show choir national champion. I mean, like, that really should sell it. And I don't know. Shouldn't it? I, I don't know. It's so stupid. Because honestly, his audition is so good. And Rachel it's doesn't so even good. fucking sing an audition. So get out of here, Glee. Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah. No, Sam. That was a that was a dramatic twist. Um, yeah. It's called writing. Look oh, it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what <laughs> writing is. Um. Um. Yeah. yeah uh, in some in summation, what they have done to Kurt is a travesty. <laughs> oh my god! Don't worry. We're gonna talk about it a lot. Spoilers to everyone. I've already watched the first episode of season four. Um, oh. We are gonna have a lot to talk about, but this is still season three. Uh, Promisaurus. Um, it's prom, but it's, it's dinosaurs. Prom. Yes. Um, we both picked dinosaur, of course, as the best number. D-I-N-O-S-A. You are a dinosaur hitting on me. What? You need a CAT scan. You um, need a CAT scan. <laughs> but, uh, I gave half to Rachel, half to Mike, and you gave half to Santana and half to Brittany for gold stars. Um, one and a half slushies from me and two slushies from you. Overall, a fairly good prom episode, although it is very reminiscent of the other prom episode, which is 
mind-boggling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Quinn can walk now. Yep, that's and, true. And uh, Finn, like, nearly, like, assaults her at prom. Yep. Um, And Joe does protect her, so. Oh, man. I'm so I'm warming up to this whole Jesus guy. Um but so then the next episode was Props, which is the bizarre body switching episode where Tina oh, apologizes. Oh, we oh. should we should Go mention back. during the prom episode, Rachel wins prom queen. Oh yeah. One of her dreams. <laughs> well, when um Rachel gets prom queen. Rachel um, gets awarded prom queen by uh because... Santana and Quinn, her friends. Yeah, because Quinn wins because of the, like, split sympathy vote, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. Um, and poor Missy Gunderson. Obviously. I know. Yeah. Uh, and Santana's like, oh, well, I don't want to be queen if Brittany is not prom, prom king. Right. Because she got six votes, which is also bizarre. Does not make sense. Uh, do, you th- do you think she deserved more? Yes. That well, means she's that she's an asshole. She's like mean to people, like in the halls. But that that means that not even the entire Glee Club voted for Britney. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, they must have voted well, for Finn instead. Voted for Finn. Gross. <laughs> um, and there's like during their dance at the end of the episode, uh, Finn is like, Rachel, you're just so sexy and smart and inspiring. Like everyone. <laughs> Everyone at the school loves you. And she's like, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we and we as the audience are like, do they? Well, I guess that's true. It is a grift that we did not really cover. Um, <laughs> because Rachel doesn't know that Quinn and Santina just handed that to her on a golden plate. Rachel yeah. has to believe that the school did actually write her like, in, right in as yeah. Queen, which is... I mean, it did happen to Kurt last season, I guess, so it's not unheard of, but it does seem a little unreasonable. I I guess this is like Quinn and Santana being like, listen, we understand that prom is like the only thing important in your life anymore, Rachel. Jesus. (laughs) And we want to support you. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so the next, and I don't oh. know, like the way they phrase it, because they never outwardly say we're going to give prom queen to Rachel Berry. Santana's like, what if we like use this, use this like opportunity to do like, something good, help someone in like help someone in need. Yeah, something. it's very, it's very moralistic in the way they talk about it. Which, <laughs> man, she wasn't a bad place. It's true. Um. Yeah, so then uh, we had props, which is the body, body swapping where Tina apologizes to herself as Rachel. Um, <laughs> I gave my gold star to Shannon. You gave half to Shannon, half to Tina. We both picked What a Feeling, which is the end number that uh, Rachel and Tina do as a duet to get on the bus to go to Nationals. Uh, I gave it three and a half. You gave it four. It's mostly because it is the end of the domestic abuse pot line, which is good that it's over, but again, shouldn't have touched that shouldn't one. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And, uh, Just, uh, yeah. I mean, Glee, you don't need to. You know, no. you're not this kind of like crusader for human rights. That is not you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they want to be, Maggie. They're, they're trying so hard, but... But they, they aren't. They just aren't. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the body swap is fun, but they really, 
honestly, looking back, they should have leaned in further and had the entire episode be the body swap. Yeah, if they were going to do it, they needed to go whole hog or not at all. And instead, they went for some middle ground, which is not what I wanted. Mm. So um, then the next episode was Nationals. Uh, Of course, it's the Nationals competition. We both gave gold stars to Santana. Um, and then for best number, I picked Pinball Wizard and you picked Starships. So really supporting vocal adrenaline there. Um, yeah, uh, but I'm re- like, I just listened to that episode uh, back because I, I listened to our episodes, you know, to brush up, try to get, <laughs> try to get deeper try insight. Get, yeah, try to get deeper insight on us on a second listen, further comprehension. Um, yeah, I, in this in that episode, we were both like, "Yeah, it's believable that New Directions could have won, even though we gave both of our best numbers to Vocal Adrenaline." Yeah, and- it's not. We we did both give the episode one slushy. Um, to be fair, it really just is an episode that's like New Directions wins. Yay! Yeah, and, like Nationals has no real like. It doesn't feel all that impressive to win because there's only three choirs there. Yes. Like, what the fuck? And the episode is trash because, like, the last 15 minutes are all, like, a big praise fest for Will instead of, like, (laughs) closing out the the season with, like, kind of a, a group, like, sense of satisfaction, which is what they should have done. Um, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh here's what here's how I would propose to punch up that episode. Cut out the will as best teacher of the year garbage. Just get rid of all of it and instead have like a similar montage to what we had at last nationals with like a bunch of choirs and shit to make it look like there there's a lot more competition. Right. It, Cuz it does feel like they didn't really win anything. This just it just feels like a dream. Honestly, yeah, in and some there, ways. we never we never really set the scene in Chicago. Like we don't really see any of Chicago. We don't see the new directions. Yeah, like in their hotel room, we're just at the competition, which looks like any other fucking auditorium. It's probably just McKinley Auditorium, slightly changed. Yeah, maybe they heard my last ep- or our, our last my comments on our last episode about a Nationals episode where I vocally criticized how bad the New York shit was, and they're like, "Oh, we I can't do that though. again." <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much, and um, Ryan Murphy is a time traveler, so maybe he is listening to these episodes and like going back in time and writing Glee. I don't know. I mean. If, Maybe he's writing it to spite us. <laughs> I was gonna say, if he if that is the case, then I've heard the last couple of seasons are bad, which means that he intentionally kept them as terrible <laughs> to, to fuck us up. So Yes. Yeah. Um but then the last episode, of course, um, was goodbye. It's all of the uh, new directions figuring out what they're gonna do. Uh, I gave my gold star to Maribel Lopez, who is Santana's mom. You gave yours half to Mike, half to Mercedes. Um, I picked single ladies as the best number, which is just a dance, and you picked <laughs> sit down, you're rocking the boat, which is also like like three seconds reprise. of the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then we both gave it three out of five slushies. It's not a good episode. Not a good finale no. for the season. No, what they should have done is just had a two-parter Nationals episode yeah, uh, and, like, really set the scene in Chicago, sort of built up tension to that, and then, yeah. Yeah, actually done it, yeah. But they didn't. Okay, so that's this whole season. That's season three. Can we garner any sort of, like, larger... uh, Something to... Some sort of thesis statement on our end here? 
Um, on average, our slushy rating is 1.785, which is higher than season one and lower than season two. Season one is 1.54 yeah. and two is 2.375. To be fair, none of those are higher than two and a half. So we haven't given any season as a whole more than two and a half slushies. Um, but season three is like like we kind of guessed between seasons one and two in terms of how we rated it. So yeah, honestly, this like rating system is eerily accurate <laughs> to our to our general feeling, which is great. Like I think we've uh, done a really good method of data collection here. Good for us as researchers. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, um, in in regards to that, I think it's true. Season one, the thesis statement of the show and the archetypes interacting isn't quite as tired. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's yeah. it feels really fresh and like awake and vibrant. Season two is bad, and <laughs> yeah. then season three is better, but it's definitely not as good as season one. Yeah, and it definitely has a weird trajectory where like it starts pretty good and then just kind of falls off. Like it kind of yeah. just goes off the deep end real hard. Um and like there's some upshots near the second half of the season where like there's little, little spikes up, but it's not great. It's just I I mean I when we were going through these episodes, there are definitely like standout stellar episodes from this season. Yeah. Like good like and great ideas. Uh, there are some like more mediocre episodes, but they're not like too bad. There, there isn't like a heinous episode that is that got a five out of five. You know, right, right. Well, I tried, but yeah. Oh, for the Christmas episode, right? No, for choke the domestic oh, abuse. For choke. Yeah, yes. um, but yeah, I know you're right. I think in general it had missteps and it had some things where it was like should you have done that and the problem is like we as watchers and like podcasters were like i don't know if they should have done that but like at least it wasn't as bad as it could have been like <laughs> and so that is such a such a weird way to review something <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um but yeah on balance most of the season is good the domestic abuse plot line is a straight up no the <laughs> yep the suicide plot line is was handled okay, but needed more consideration. Yep. And um the the Santana like gay gay plot line, I want to go back to it for a second because we it's her coming out is stolen from her by Finn. He mm-hmm. never apologizes and we never see like Sant- we see Santana interacting with her like grandmother later, but like it's only in it's like retrofitted that her parents are accepting of her. Like Yeah. It's no, off yeah, screen. It's, it, it's, they take it away from Santana and that really sucks. So And in in return they take it away from us. Yeah. Like if I said it when we were discussing the episodes uh then, but I think what they should have done for the Santana plotline is shown like the like true uh, like what could happen if somebody outs you that publicly mm-hmm. and your family isn't accepting of you? Like, she could have been kicked out, but they decided to not focus on that because Santana is too much of, like, a valuable prop for the writers to use as, like, a joke epithet instead of, like, a, a actual human being. Yep. No, you hit it on the head. So. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, so then total gold stars for the season, kind of coming off of that. Um, who do you think? Let, give me your best guess for top three. Okay, I think it's going to be Mercedes, Santana, and maybe Blaine. No, not Blaine. Maybe, maybe Kurt. Okay, so number three uh, for this season is Kurt with hey. four gold stars total. Um, number two is Blaine with <laughs> five and a half gold stars total. And number one for this third season is Santana with ten, yes. 10 gold stars. Almost twice as many as the person in second place. <laughs> yes, bitch. Santana coming through. Yes. Uh, yeah. How how many does she have like on on mass like for the all the seasons? Uh, she has seventeen and a half for the three seasons oh, that yes. she's been in. Yes. Is um so is she the the highest earner? Yes. Uh, and actually, it is Santana, and then Kurt is second highest. For, well, actually, Kurt and Blaine are tied for second highest with nine and a That's- half. Seems yep and then sue is third highest with eight and a half um where's rachel on this list rachel is currently fifth with eight stars wow okay so who's fourth uh sue technically because kurt okay. and blaine are both kurt and second. Blaine are, yeah yep. i got you um wow this is uh Really good, I think. I'm yes. proud of us. We, we gave it to the gay characters, which is very good. Um, Mercedes is fourth. Also, just since you guessed she was going to be in there. Um, she got three and a half. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I, I'm, I didn't do a lot of looking into like how this compares to other seasons. But, like, Santana definitely took it in a landslide. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, rightfully so. Yes. Yeah. Um so the so we have a couple things left. We need to talk about numbers. Um I do wanna I, I wanna before we talk about numbers, I just wanna shout out some of the people who responded to us on Twitter. Um when I asked yes. what they thought were the best uh characters, numbers, all of that from the season. Um and then at the very end we're gonna do the glist. It was a secret. We didn't say it before, but we're gonna we're gonna revisit. We're so gonna do the glist. <laughs> yes. Um so um uh Chris uh my boyfriend did respond and he said the best character was Santana. Best number is rumor has it slash someone like you. And the best episode is the one where Santana slaps Finn. The worst episode, the one with Finn. Um, and <laughs> All the ones with Finn. Yes. Um, uh, Joe, a longtime listener. Great, great uh, person who sends us all sorts of stuff all the time. Uh, they said that they concur with Rototo which is Chris, um, the ones with Finn were the worst, except the one where he got hit by a dodgeball. That one had its redeeming feature. Um, then we... <laughs> the, the one where Finn got hurt. <laughs> well... That one was good. Yes. Um, and then Lex's Last Breath um, said, best character is Santana, best number, rumor has it, slash someone like you, and best storyline, every time Britannic glanced at each other, with the best episode being uh, the sixth episode, which is the one where Santana... And the trouble tone saying, "Rumor has it, says someone like you." <laughs> yep. Um, every time Britannia glance at each other, yeah, big mood. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Ari uh, said, "Best number, rumor has it, says someone like you." Best character, obviously Santana. Um. And then uh, best episode was Mash Off, which is again the sixth episode, and Nationals, which is the you know one right before the end. Um. And then 
Uh, <laughs> Adelaide Leroy said, uh, fucking agreed, the one where Santana slaps Finn. She's doing what the rest of us wish we could do. Yeah, Adelaide's the best. Uh, hey, shout out to Adelaide for triaging my terrible burn that I got a couple days ago. <laughs> shout out for that. Um, and then uh, another one here. Aubrey Radijak said, my thoughts on season three, it's very white bread. I can't wait for you guys to get into seasons four and five because those seasons are dumpster fires and great to talk about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to just climbing into that dumpster fire and letting the flames consume me. Yeah, they, they clarified a little bit further about how uh, season three is where they were trying to be a good show, um, and then they just kind of <laughs> give up. So, <laughs> yep. But, wow, yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, one last one here. Nicole uh, said, my favorite things about season three are, one, the trouble tones, two, the trouble tones, and three, the trouble tones. So, yes. That's yeah. totally a big mood as well. I mean, I remember like earlier in the season when we were talking about the trouble tones, just being so upset that the show isn't about them. <laughs> yes. Well, why isn't the show about the trouble tones? And I don't know. Along those same lines, I did. Uh, there's one more here. Uh, MC said, my fa- my least favorite thing about season three was the writers having the audacity to make us think that those uncoordinated doofuses could beat the trouble tones at sectionals. Hashtag still glee trash. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> Yes. I mean, yeah, I think in general, it sounds like we have a very clear consensus on our listenership's best numbers and best character. Um, It does sound like they'd line up with us quite a bit, but I just wanted to kind of give us that scope as we get into the numbers discussion. Um, Do we want to start with the group number or do we want to kind of work our way up to that? Hmm. I mean, let's hear the nominees, right? Let's... uh... Yeah. Because uh, uh, have you do you have like lists of nominees of uh, I do of things or okay great let's just run through them yeah and do what feels right we we might need to like add a couple too because I mostly just did our like best numbers and mm-hmm. so group numbers Candyman America oh damn Run the World Girls fuck Rumor has it slash someone like you oh my god I kissed a girl Survivor slash I will survive We found love. Love Shack, first time ever I saw your face. What doesn't kill you, stronger. Pinball Wizard, Starships, Boogie Shoes, and Uptown Girl. There's a lot here. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. So I feel like we need to like. To be fair, we need to eliminate some of the Santana ones because, yes. like, she's so amazing. Obviously, but like, <laughs> yes, I think let let's let's see. Um, right here we have four Trouble Tones numbers. We have Candyman, Rumor Has a Someone Like You, uh, Survivor, I Will Survive, and What Doesn't Kill You Stronger. I think the last two, Survivor and um, What Doesn't Kill You, can both. Okay. Yeah. Be next. Like they're great, but like they're not. They're not the. They're not as good as the other two. I agree. Um, how about? Uh, let's see. We have both of the vocal adrenaline numbers: pinball lizard and starships. I'm taking pinball lizard off. I love that number, but I know it's not. It's not good enough. Starships Star- also needs to go. <laughs> starships is a comedy number. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm adding higher it. than any other. Oh my god. Uh, and then um uh. Let's see. I'm going to remove Uptown Girl. I think it's very good, but I don't think it's as... No, I don't it's, think it's on the it's same not, level. It's yeah. not top. It's not like group number, top number quality. Yeah. Um, what about Bad? 
from the Michael oh, Jackson Oh, yeah, episode. that's I'm adding it now. Um so let's see. Yeah, let's add more numbers instead of taking any away. Um <laughs> no, uh let's see. I'm getting rid of I kissed a girl. Um I think I love We Found Love, but I think we should get rid of that one. It should it should be gone because consider the context. Yes. The white knight will walking on water. Oh my god. Um so that brings us down to five no six so let's get rid of one more i love america but i think i think we need to remove that one um yeah yeah and i mean like like rory and puck both do really really offensive accents yeah (laughs) latinx accents so let's get them out of there yes so that that brings us to five numbers Candyman, run the world girls rumor has it slash someone like you bad and love shack does that sound like yeah, pretty I, good approximation? Those nominees sound really good to me. Okay. Um, Do we want, so Love yeah. Shack is great. Yes. But, I mean, listen, it has to be the Adele mashup yes. for me. I, I think so, too. Mostly just because, like, honestly, first of all, we listen to all of our listeners, and your input is very valuable to us. But also, like, this is just, I remember this number so yeah. well for like and before we even started doing this podcast i remember this number because it's so yeah. good like it's and just Naya so rivera's performance is like a like emotionally arresting it's amazing yes yeah i think so, so. too and honestly uh, to be fair it's in a very it's very competitive this year Candyman is so good aesthetically yeah run the world girls same thing like bad even is just like for yeah. for the purposes of the show it's very good and uh yeah so i think that's definitely the best group number um but it's in a it's in a good season I, honestly all the trouble tones numbers deserve awards every yes. single one of them <laughs> including sectionals regionals and nationals um yes so the next category i have here is duet um so i have okay. just a few numbers here so it's let it snow smooth criminal scream Good. la yep. isla bonita l-o-v-e the duran duran rio slash hungry like the wolf so emotional i want to dance with somebody and what a feeling um i'm getting rid of what a feeling that's not good enough sorry Rena. Um, sorry rachel and tina what were uh and then there l-o-v-e is between mike and tina, tina right? right yep which the their performance of it is great but it's cut in between with like yes. sugar Artie, and rory like they're trying to like woo sugar yes yeah don't worry mm. it's already gone um <laughs> let's see um I'm trying to think if there are any other big duets that we needed to cover. I don't think so. Because they didn't really have any really big, good duets at competitions this year, did they? No, not really. Because I, I suppose you could consider, like, Dashboard Light Yeah, I'm, as... not, I'm not putting that on here. No, but it's not. <laughs> it doesn't deserve to be up there. Um, no, not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, let's see. So, let me... I'm. I'm going to call this a little bit more and see if you agree here um let's get rid of so emotional but i'll keep i want to dance okay. with somebody yeah and that's then because we we have to keep something for yes. Britanna. come on yes um and then i think i'm gonna cut smooth criminal in favor of <gasps> scream 
Um, no. Okay. Opposite. Okay. Keep smooth criminal, cut scream. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. So that leaves us with our top five. It's going to be Let It Snow, which is a Clane duet. That's the Clane duet. Yep. yep. Smooth Criminal, which is Santana and Sebastian. Uh, La Isla Bonita, which is S- Santana, Santana and, and Ricky, Ricky Martin. Martin. Yep. Uh, Rio slash Hungry Like the Wolf, which is the Duran Duran matchup of the Cooper and Blaine Anderbros. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is the Britannia number that they do during the Whitney Houston tribute. So, honestly, I think I'm leaning towards the Duran Duran mashup for this. Because it's yeah, really um, good. It really is so good. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just remembering like the bit where the camera is really close on Blaine's face, and he's like hungry like the wolf. Yes. Just like what? Yes. What is going on? <laughs> and then they do like the cheerleading. Like yes. Kind of, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, I think you're right. I think we're gonna have to go for that one. Yes. However. Yep. I wanna. I. It's it's so hard to pick best numbers because the best part of Glee is obviously the songs. <laughs> yes. So, so and every time, like basically every time I watch an episode, I'm like, wow, that was the best musical number I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I mean, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but you know what I'm saying. Like every time I see, like for instance, when I saw Smooth Criminal for the first time, I was like, oh my god, like, this is transcendent. <laughs> yep. Like take to her under boob she's a genius <laughs> yep. and uh, the Whitney Houston um dance with somebody is gr- is it's so great I love it when Britannia sings to each other I love it so much but and Britney does shine as like a pop diva but she's not Whitney Houston yeah you know yep I, no uh, it's true yeah I it's just it's a tough category and like we're doing these top fives so that way we can cover more than just the, <laughs> the ones that are the best. Um, so, next category. Solo. I have okay. Wedding Bell Blues. It's not unusual. Something's coming. All I want for Christmas is you. I will always love you. Cough Syrup. Fighter. Disco Inferno. You Should Be Dancing. Not the Boy Next Door. And Dinosaur. The problem is some of Fuck. like I I had some issues between this and group for some numbers like because some performances are like one main singer with a yeah. backup group like the like the Celine Dion solo yeah. from Nationals that right. Rachel does for instance yeah yeah I was just thinking like on that list there's no like big Rachel Berry solo I mean if anything I would say that one and like. I honestly like it's very good. It's Don't not, get me wrong, but like but it's not memorable. But it's not that memorable. I can't tell you the name of it, which is not true about "Don't Rain on My Parade." So, yeah, Ta-da. yeah, very, very true. Um, so we need to call some of these. I think yeah. "Wedding Bell Blues" can go. Yep. Um, because the visuals for that one are pretty cool. Like Rachel, like uh, Emma's. Yes, and- uh, dream sequence where they're like on top of the cake yes. as like wedding <laughs> toppers. That is cute. Um, but it's not like. A great song. No. Um, um. Maybe we need to call some of these Blaine ones too. Yeah. Um, Let's. The fighter. Yeah. Fighter is great because. But if he, if he, if Blaine had punched one of those TVs with Cooper's face on it. Oh my god! It'd be so good. Yeah. The. <laughs> I would want to keep it on there, but let's get get that out of there too. Yep. Um, um, I think cough syrup can go as well. Okay. I I think I I really like cough syrup. I don't think it's 
excuse me, the best solo. Uh, but it's fine. I, I think I'll, I'll we'll cut it in favor of something's coming, and it's not unusual. Yeah. Um, so that leaves me with seven. Let's see. Did we did last season? Did we give Blaine like best soloist as like a an award? Um, yes, we did because <laughs> because so many of the songs that we had for solos were Blaine because he was also <laughs> speaking of it, he was the like warbler like front man, so he sang all he of their numbers. Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Do we want to cut Blaine's numbers then? Because we've already we've already um, acknowledged that he's a great soloist. No, okay. I don't want to cut them. Okay. <laughs> um. So to to clarify, let's leave it at the seven, and then we can kind of transition to like a best soloist type of thing. Because okay, it, we have it's not unusual, and something's coming, which are both Blaine numbers. Um. So Blaine. Um. We have all I want for Christmas is you, and I will always love you, and Disco Inferno, which is Mercedes. Um. And then we have not the boy next door, which is Kurt. And we have Dinosaur, which is Britney. Um, it's got to be Mercedes. Yeah, I think so, too. It's Mercedes. Yeah. Disco Inferno as the as the best solo yes. for the whole season. Yeah. Straight up. Yep. I think so, too. Mostly just because, like, oh, my God. The number of times I've watched that YouTube video <laughs> the past <laughs> month is so not the, high. Not the one that Sam Evans put online elite like without no, permission, right? No, no, of course not. <laughs> um, but no, I think Disco Inferno, and honestly, just because like seriously, Mercedes' solos in this season are so good. <laughs> She's so amazing. Yes. Um, so next category I have comedy. I only have three numbers here <laughs> because I couldn't remember. Last season was a lot easier because we had some like intentionally like bad numbers that were supposed to be comedic. This season, yes. we didn't really have that plot so much. Um, so the three I have are mostly callback numbers. So one is Starships because you told me to put it there. <laughs> one of them is Single Ladies, which is the callback to season one that we get at the last episode. Yeah. And the other one is Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, which is another callback we get to season one. So It's Starships. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Okay. Higher than any other. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so I have a surprise new category to oh. to finish off this little section here. What was the worst number of season three? Oh, I have, this is great. I have three contenders here, one of which is more, okay. more of a joke, and I'm going to probably cut it immediately. Um, <laughs> Big Spender. Which is solos, or which is a uh, sugar's audition <laughs> so, number. Sugar's audition number, yes. Um, girls just want to have fun, which is the slow rendition that all of the men oh. do, led by Finn oh. For, oh. for Girls Week or Ladies Week or whatever it was. Um, and then the other one is Red Solo Cup, which is the song that they all sing to celebrate the fact that <laughs> Sam Evans is back, and they drink not alcohol. Yeah, they drink champagne. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be girls just want to have fun. <laughs> yep. No, for <laughs> sure. Um, I'm just like envisioning like that. There's a part of the song where they like zoom in on Finn's face and he's like, 
he's singing like girls just want to have fun and like we flash to like Santana's like weeping <laughs> face and it's just like yeah same but for the for like opposite reasons well it's this like terrible it's like at earlier in that episode when Santana like Clayne does the like pink number um and they're like yep. this is a song we sing in the car together and Santana at the end is like thanks for adding that to the list of terrible things that's happened to me um <laughs> That is actually true about the girls just want to have fun number because it's really bad. Like it's so bad. Like the idea, the concept, the singing, all of it. Every every piece of it needed to go. Oh. Yeah. So, um I think that's a fun addition and I think in the future we might have a lot of reason to keep an, an ear out for what the worst number of seasons might be. Yeah, I agree. This will be fun. <laughs> so, the last thing we have for this week is the glist. We said we would revisit it, and we weren't lying. We're here. We're back to the glist. So, listen, you texted me earlier this week, and you were like, do you have the glist? And I was like, yeah, I have the glist. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've been spending, like, the past 20 minutes when I wasn't very strongly deliberating on these numbers, uh trying to find the glist i'm worried i didn't save it i think i wrote it in my notes and then didn't save the version that had it in it okay and i feel horrible about it well that's i i know it's in an episode somewhere and like i just didn't have the patience to go find it so how about this we're gonna make a new glist we're gonna we're gonna disregard the past we're gonna forget the past and not give a shit the past we're just gonna make a new glist and we're gonna make it right this time so to to quote kylo ren uh, fuck the past forget the past oh forget the past kill it if you have to something like that yeah that no that's good um so we should be angsty just like kylo maggie let's do this who how are we how are we gonna like qualify what our glist means like what are what are our what are our evaluation tactics here um i mean i was gonna do it based on hotness and also <laughs> how much i hate the person like okay viscerally mostly because um i think we should work from the bottom up like we did last time and uh the first one that has to go the bottom is finn yeah finn has gotta go down there sorry finn straight up finn and right above him rory his number one fanboy (laughs) yep yeah i wanted to like rory but no 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 (laughs) so um above him Let's see. We've got uh, Artie. Yeah, uh, Artie or Puck. Um, that's a good question right there. I think it's probably Puck. Yeah, because Puck is grosser I mean, I... than Artie in some yeah, ways. Yeah, Puck is grosser, and his one redeemable moment this season was when he was like, "You're all my dads." <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> kind of weird. Which, yeah, and and then he ruined it by being like, "Even you, Blaine." Yep. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I think Artie goes right above him there. It's a close spot, for sure. Um, but now we're a little bit of a harder place. Um, let's see. Is there anyone else who's obvious? Sam, I guess, probably. Yeah. His body rolls are not sexy enough. His body rolls are not sexy, and he put a video of someone on the internet without asking first. Yep. Um, also, he and Mercedes are just together now because <laughs> he exists, I guess. I don't know. Maggie, it's because he was persistent or some bullshit. Um, uh, so, 
let's see. So let's let's cover some of the folks who are in this middle ground here. Um, the three that I would say are Sugar, Quinn, and Joe. Mm, Where Quinn is next? Okay, yeah. I mean, I want to like her more, but the show makes me hate her. So yeah, I mean, she's done so many shitty things. Like during the Karofsky storyline, she was like, "Oh, well, we should really pray for his family. He's just a coward." And it's like, um, okay, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, I think... and she's self righteous, self righteous, and very um uppity even though she's also at the same time like acknowledging that she is like part of the unholy trinity right yeah she... for good reason yeah so I, I think you're right i think that's where quinn will live um i think sugar above her mostly because sugar's not I... a bad character just she's just nothing yeah for the most part i would say the best like things sh- the best things that sugar did this season were um appearing Yep. At the beginning uh, and singing poorly and then uh, doing Love Shack. Yep. Uh, when when they're like, knock a little louder, sugar, and she's dancing on the table. <laughs> I, I also love like her sort of like rich girl aesthetic. Yes. Um, and how she just so, sort of throws money at problems. I think that's a fun archetype that Glee hasn't played with before. And uh, the last cool thing that Sugar did was when Quinn was Sugar and yes. <laughs> it was just fucking living it up. Yes. Um, main reason, yeah, I, I think I, I like Sugar, don't get me wrong. I'm going to put Joe above Sugar. Because I think Sam, he's our Lord and Savior. Yeah, be respectful. Exactly. Um, also, because like he grew on us. Like I think at first, like we thought it was kind of funny. Like mostly because it was Ryan Murphy's weird like attack on Christianity, kind of. Mm. Um, but like, man, he grows on you. Because yeah, I mean, he's just so nice. Yeah, and uh. <laughs> Like, there's, he's never, like, overbearingly Christian and, like, trying to turn people. Right. He's always just like, we all got to follow our own path, even if you can't walk it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, yep. And um, the boner conversation with Quinn. Or with Sam. Is, no, well, with with both of them. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's a point when he's just like, yeah, I like you, but my faith. Oh, right. <laughs> and she's right. just like, okay. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I just want more of him, right? Like, Well, I have some I, good news, I, but also maybe not some good news. He is I, in season I just, four. I like, <laughs> I like Joe. He's charismatic. Uh, however, having dread, having being a white person having dreads on TV is a it's bad. Yeah. It's a bad choice. Not not a good place to be. Um, but like I said, he's in season four, so we'll see. Hooray. So next. Here are the here are the for our top eight people in Glee. Here okay. are the candidates. Brittany, Rachel, Mike, Tina, Blaine, Kurt, Santana, Mercedes. And saying that Tina's going next. Sorry, Tina. Oh. I mean, <laughs> she has another year yeah, to I, be. I, she. <laughs> <laughs> I I would. Here's what I would say about Tina is that I love her, but at the same time, like I sort of hate that she is like down with this. Like, oh, we just need to be in our place. Yes, kind no. of thing. Yeah, because she's amazing. She talks to Mike's dad. She fights for Mike on everything. Like, she is a really good person, but yet. And her aesthetic is always on point. Yes. Like, she never looks bad. Um, And, 
like she sings well also but then like the storyline to make excuses for why they haven't had better representation for this woman of color character is like oh no she's in the background because she wants to be there right okay <laughs> yeah she, she said she wanted to be there you can't you can't take us to court on this one because she said it we might have made her say it but we did she did say it um yeah i think yeah tina will have her moment maybe i i just feel no, bad probably not <laughs> yeah but isn't that like the first episode of the next season is called the new rachel yes and bitch i don't think it's about tina so. <laughs> oh god i can't wait um but the next person mm-hmm. oh god we're at a we're at a crossroads here we are i feel like i'm leaning towards kurt maybe yeah, I think you might be right. Because Kurt has done some, like, mildly shitty, so many mildly shitty things that I'm, like, kind of turned off yeah. um, by him as a person. Like, the snapping at waiters, yep. the, like, being kind of demanding, the way that he, like, kind of brushes off Blaine's complaints all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I need to focus on going to New York. Yep. Um, Or, like, and, like, the Chandler shit. Come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. No kidding. Yeah, it's it's mostly because, like, I know that Kurt is supposed to be, like, one of our main characters, I guess. Um, yeah, but I guess. But he doesn't really feel like it, and also, he doesn't really act like it, and... No. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, like, the way Chris Colfer plays him, but he doesn't have, like... A charismatic presence. No. For, in, in a way that I'd like. If He's more like this sort of like statuesque beauty. Yes. For, yeah, no, that's true. The, yeah, I think um, I think it's... Yeah. Part of the problem is just that like... He's a stereotypically gay character, but... Yeah. In, he's like... He's one of the weird stereotypical like pure gay characters that you can get away with on television. Which... Makes him sound yeah. kind of offensive to me as a queer person. <laughs> like, yeah, no, same. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. We've got our top six: Brittany, Rachel, Mike, Mercedes, Blaine, and Santana. Fuck. Yeah, no kidding. Um. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So here's the thing: Mike is great eye candy. One of his main like character traits on the show is that he's good eye candy. Yes. But, <laughs> um. He he's been shitty to Tina. Oh my god, like you're right. Nope. More recent episode, he was like, "You just need to be more respectful of Rachel." I'm disappointed in you. Yep. Like, yep. No way. Fuck that guy. Fuck that. Yep. He's next. Yep. Yep. I mean, honestly, he might be too high based on that alone. But <laughs> we've made our choices. Um, next, the glist is immovable. <laughs> yeah. So the next man, this is a tough place. Um, maybe. I'm hmm. I'm leaning towards Brittany. Now, hear me out. I'm leaning towards Brittany as well. Yeah, I think partially. I mean, I love Brittany. I think she's a great. Mm-hmm. I, um, here's the thing. I think she's a. She could be a great character. The show kind of treats her poorly. Also, she could be better. You know, she could be better. <laughs> no, absolutely, because she's like played as this like 
stupid yeah. character. Like, it's like, okay, if she says something that's like sort of shitty and everyone's just like, oh, Brittany. Like, it's just like, but it's, but it's like, hey, um, no, um, differently abled people do get to go to heaven, Brittany. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, she, again, good eye candy, um, says some shitty stuff sometimes, is in a but loving relationship that we both are big admirers of. So, like, that does yes. help, but. Yeah. Um. So now, top four: Blaine, Rachel, top. Santana, and Mercedes. Rachel's next. Yep. Yeah, especially based on this past season, like she just is really shitty to a lot of people for not really yeah, good reason, including including herself. Yeah. In some ways. Um. Uh. But yeah, because she's like on her vicious climb to power, she's just very. Um like mean to people including people who she's supposed to like love and cherish like kurt yeah um and finn i guess i don't know <laughs> supposedly <laughs> but she's she's a busy student and she keeps finn satisfied so Ew. um i guess their relationship is fine um yes yeah rachel's next for sure though yep so top three blaine mercedes and santana I'm feeling Mercedes mostly because as much we gave her best soloist she is mm-hmm. literally one of the best voices on the show but we don't hear it enough. And that's not her fault by any means. But like yeah. Blaine and Santana have been more fleshed out than Mercedes has yes. as a character, which is upsetting. I would agree. But it is what it is. And we have a glist to make. So, but le- And let's really think about um, Mercedes's hair in oh the my Saturday God. Night Fever episode. Let's really ponder on that and pray on this for a second. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Is it's so Vera beautiful? Realness. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Um, so that leaves us with our our crossroads. Maybe no. No, I am I'm positive about how these last two are going to shake out. Santana is top. Yes. Yes. It's... If Santana's if Santana's the top, I'm the bottom. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. Um. No. It's it's got to be. This is. This is something that I think we've gotten some feedback on from our original Glist. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are here to right that wrong because while Blaine is devilishly charming, um, Santana is just really the best. Like, She's just so amazing. Like the number, the data plays it out, Maggie. Santana got four and a half more gold stars than Blaine did for this season. And for good reason. (laughs) Like she is just one of honestly the best characters on the show. Minus all the parts where they make her do shitty stuff, which I'm willing yeah, to overlook. It's, so it's so weird how like the show has given her so much and so little time at the same time. Yeah, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I mean? Yes, because they they're. It's funny because it's a Glee problem where she's supposed to be this like she she is their representation of like the Latinx care like the Latinx population, which is bad. Like they shouldn't be doing that. Um, but at the same time, she's also a great character and like Naya Rivera is a great singer and a great performer and a great actress. So yeah, she's so amazing. So like it just happened. Like also, yeah, she's definitely the hottest person on the show. Yes, for sure. Blaine has and that they- like nice, like white boy aesthetic, but like Santana yeah. though. And st- uh, again, we need to shout out the Glee like costuming staff, yeah, because they always put Blaine in like a boy's size small. Thanks, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and they put Santana in red. Yes. Oh my god. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And also, like along the same lines as Mercedes's 
Farrah Fawcett hair. Um, Santana's hair is Mercedes? also on on point a lot. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. Well, it has to be for Cheerios. That's true. Um, pretty sure like Sue would. Um, I don't know. Kill her. Murder her. Yeah. I don't know. Oof. Um, and I want to make another point here. Mercedes's style has drastically improved. Oh yeah. Over like the past season, season and a half or so. Um, well, and it's yeah. it's so obvious when I don't know if we talked about it that much, but like they give us that flashback of them doing "Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat." In like I, we did talk about it because we made sure to call out the fact that it is racist that they dress up Mercedes in like a jersey and like have a bandana around her head, like yeah. But like I'm not saying that that can't be someone's style; it totally can. But the style, like, it's just she looks so beautiful in everything, like. She does. For the oh whole second half of the season, it's amazing. And it's it's less of, like, a racial stereotype that they dress yes. Mercedes as now, and more as, like, Mercedes the person. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 So, that's the new Glist. Um, we'll probably revisit this in the future. It's going to get interesting, because uh, some of these characters aren't going to school at McKinley anymore, and they're not technically in oh, the Glee no. Club. So, I don't know if they can be on the Glist, but... Maybe maybe we'll have a New York list. Oh, God. Um, that is... So we will be coming back next week to talk about season four. And like I said, I've, I've watched... I'm excited because f- I, re- I only have, like, very distant memories of it. I, I know there's, like... I'm pretty sure, like, Kate Hudson is in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's Rachel's dance instructor at Neato. I'm pretty sure that, like, Super... Like, Supergirl, the... The super. Oh no, she is. She is. Chris. Chris M- pointed Melissa, it out when we watched. Yeah. Melissa Benoist. Um, I'm pretty sure she's the new Rachel. Yeah, spo- so. I was gonna say spoilers. She's the new Rachel. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that next week because it's season four, episode one, the new Rachel. And man, I'm not. I mean, I watched the episode. Now I feel. I don't. I don't feel great. But we'll. We're gonna do My it. New Rachel. My new Rachel is Blaine. My new Rachel is Tina. So. <laughs> All right, so that's season three. I'm so happy that it's done um, because that means we only have about a full year to finish this project. Yay! Uh, I think we're slated to finish in November of 2019, so let's just get through this. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, of course, as always, you can reach us on Twitter, as all of the people we've called out earlier this episode did. Um, it's at SNMHakeGlee. You can also email us, SNMHakeGlee at gmail.com. Um, and let us know what you think about Season 3, Season 4, Season 1, Season 6. It doesn't matter. I mean, those last ones we don't know anything about so we might not have a lot to say if you tell us about season six but but let's burn in this dumpster fire together i'm ready uh and you can consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash snm we have extra bonus content up there we also do other things i have a website mcar.biz and sam has a podcast called all out brawl which is about magic the gathering yes um and look forward to season four because Fingers crossed, we're going to have some good content. That's some good, good content coming at you. Yes. I, yeah, um, I'm so happy that I'm doing this with you, Sam. You know, I think we're, we're really growing as siblings and as people. I think so too. And as media critics, I think we're getting a, like a, a clearer eye on how to critique stuff too. Yeah. I want to point something out because I just, I was talking to this. Uh, I was talking about this to someone recently. This show has changed me a little bit 
a couple days ago, I woke up from a nightmare where I was pretending to be blind um, in order to trick people. <laughs> and my immediate thought oh my when I woke up was, man, I hate how sub or how ableist my subconscious is. I'm such a terrible person. And I was like, wow, good <laughs> job. And I talked that up to this I- show. So... I like that your nightmare, like, your nightmare is being an ableist. Like, yep. that is. Yes. That's good, though. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're growing. Um, okay, that's it, though. Thank you so much for listening to this very long episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, and until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. Da, 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 da